Good evening, Ritter Nation, and welcome to the Ritter Nation podcast, and I am your host, Ritter Greg. Better late than never, I always say. And let me just tell you, fans, what's been happening to Ritter Greg since I haven't been on the air? Well, the last thing that happened to me was I ripped my, I had my cord to my mic tied around my shoe, unbeknownst to me, and I went to leave my chair, and I ripped it right out of the machine, and with it, I tore out my sound card and broke the mic and well I've been trying to get it all together with a new sound card it's been a little tough so here I am nonetheless I'm back in action and there shouldn't be a delay that long ever for the rest of the season so I want to thank you for hanging in there and I know it was a big question mark but really not in my mind I told you guys to be back I am back and it was a technical difficulty that kept me from uh, seeing you guys so I definitely be much more careful on uh, what I'm doing with my microphone cord from now on. All right, tonight's show is going to be the postseason. I know it's a little late, but better late than never. Like I said before, uh, we're going to talk about how the dynasty crumbled, how the Patriot Rats got punked. I love that by Denver. Unfortunately, it was by Denver. But the AFC West is a tough division. We all know that. We all play in the AFC West, so uh, we know it's tough because we play in it and we see these people twice a year. The Colts run out of ammo. Can you believe that game? The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are on the way. Sixth seat, never happened before in NFL history, uh, are going into the playoffs, this stage of the playoffs. Before I go any further, I'd like to thank some special fans. First of all, everyone who frappered who went on the Frapper map and put their little pin in there, their zip code and their comment or pictures. Awesome. Thank you so much for being in there, putting it in there. It's great. It, it, it gives me enthusiasm, and it pumps me up for every doggone thing I do. I go there often and look at you guys. It's, it's fun. It's uh, going to be a great reminder through the dry spell of no football this summer. So thank you guys for frapping on. Thank you so much. I'm going to go down a list of people that I'd like to thank that commented or I got some email from you or we had something going on during this season. So here it goes. It's a little long, but uh, it's worth it, I think. It's my show. What the hell? I'm going for it. John, Raider John. I love it. Raider Dylan, Raider Markey, Trees420, thank you, Raider Man at Hotmail. Tommy, the New York Raider. Tommy, great takes. He came in later in the season. Worked out good, though, brother. I hope to see you the rest of the season. Robert Moorhead, my Japan man. Thank you, brother, from the Orient, all the way from there. Ron Matthews, Mike from Connecticut. Beehide Camp, Dan, a.k.a. the Raider 88. A.J. Adam, Marcus, a.k.a. Dark Raider. Sean, of course, from the Raider Take, my good brother. My good uh, man on the PC here. Uh, love you, Sean. You're great. Raider Caesar. She works on the right. Charles Oakley. Gallery 76. Keith Smith, Dave Chapman, and Richard from the UK that came to the Bay to see us in our best game of the season beat the Bills, which was great. It 
was a fun time, and those guys are great. The Crusader Raiders from the United Kingdom. John Bender, Staff Sergeant Kevin Anderson, Captain Smith, Command Sergeant Major Rodriguez from overseas where the heat is really hot. Uh, those guys defending us over in Iraq. Thank you again, guys. If anybody is over there listening to the Raider Nation podcast, I thank you so much for what you're doing for our country. Expect Claude, Adam the Rookie. like your picture, Adam the Rookies. Raider 2K, Raider Rican, a.k.a. my cousin Natalie from Puerto Rico. Yes, she's from the Puerto Rican side, the good side of the family. Black Doom, a.k.a. James Dryden, Oakland Raider. John and Dave from the Raider cast, thank you. Rick Lobo, Raider Jim in Rome. Jim, you're awesome. Thank you for sending me that Italian message. It was great to know that we are worldwide at the Raider Nation. Harvey Robinson, my good brother at work. Christopher, a.k.a. Night Train 112. Rowdy Raider Dave Brannigan. Nils Ackerman. Nil Billy Boy, you are the rocker. Yes, you are. The only one I've seen wearing Jack Tatum's number. And talk about the forearm shiva. That's right. Hoo! Danny Langdon from Oklahoma City. Ray Dog. Raider Dave Mitz. Raider Frank. James at Emerald 007. Well, thank you guys so much. I uh, appreciate you guys. Just just even put an email in to the Raider Nation podcast. It's fun. This cast was meant this whole season to just get everybody closer, bring in some Raider fans, um, enlighten everybody, a little comedy, have some fun with the season, and that kind of thing. So thank you all for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. Okay, well, tonight's show... like I'm going to tell you, is who will be the coach of the Oakland Raiders. Next subject would be, oh no, please don't tell me Alice falling for Collins. And of course, the recap of the 2005 season, which I will start right this doggone second. Well, I've gone through my depression, I've gone through my ups and downs, and I've gone through my analysis of the 05 season, and I've come really to, um, it's boiled it down and condensed it to a very short take. The 05 season started out with, of course, doubts of the defense and high praises of the offense without seeing a single ball thrown. And of course, when we did, we realized that the opposite was true. But the thing about the 05 season, I must say, is I look forward to every single game. Every single game as a Raider fan is an opportunity to show how awesome this team can be. Because Al does not start and rebuild from nothing. This is a legacy we've had for a long time. And say what you will about us not winning a Super Bowl in 20 years, the championships the three in the row, the three FC championships in a row culminating in 2001 Super Bowl birth was no laughing matter. It was serious, it was fun, it was real, and we were there. Seems like a lifetime ago, but we were there. But no five, third year of our losing slump as we grind to a serious halt as far as victories go. Didn't matter to the Raider Nation, didn't matter to me, didn't matter to any other fan that we were not as potent as we should have been, and every game had a possibility 
of victory, which was the key to interest in the Raider Nation. I think that the Raider fans always know that Big Daddy Al is going to go out there and set down the money and bring in the players so that we have an opportunity for success here in Oakland. If you don't think so, then I don't know why you're a fan. If And if anybody's thinking about that Al thing, this whole thing, I did a story on people who were trying to say that Al should get out. I'm not going to bother with it anymore. You guys know how I feel about it. Al's not going out. Al is going to lead our team to another Super Bowl in the next two years. Don't giggle. Don't laugh. I saw you guys. I saw some people. Hey, some guys are rolling their eyes. Don't you think it's not possible? Let me tell you, Big Al Davis is not happy with this season. He wasn't happy with it while it was going on. But let me tell you, the other thing I thought about this season is our defense sharpened and our offense dulled. As we began to cheer more for the defense and boo more for the offense. As week after week, Kerry Collins kept throwing interceptions and unexpected fumbles. The deer in the headlights quarterback, yes, our Jeff George of 2005, was a spearhead of controversy. I had a great time beating him up on this year, this season. Also, I want to tell you there are no apologies here at the Red Nation Podcast, and there aren't. And I'll tell you why. Because I did, at the beginning of the season, say that Turner was an idiot and Collins was not the man. And I kind of got beat up for it. No, well, that's the way it goes. A couple of people were unhappy with my comments because it was so early in the season. But it was the way it was. I hate to say that I was right, but I was. And I wish I was dead wrong, but I wasn't. So, as far as the 05 season goes, I look forward to every single game with anticipation of victory just like the rest of the Raider Nation. And articles that came out in different various Bay Area press releases like, you know, the dwindling fan base of the Raider Nation and comments like, the parking lot is empty in Oakland, were just bullshit. Because I was there, and the parking lot wasn't empty, and there were thousands of Raider fans. And I'll tell you the other thing that was awesome was the noise that we put out for not being full. It was very, very cool to see the fans out big time screaming for the team. Because, like I said, every day, every week we had an opportunity to win the game. Because Al made it happen this offseason. Now let me ask you guys a question. If Al wouldn't have acquired all those people that he did, of course, like Randy Moss, Lamont Jordan, um, Derek Burgess, all the people that made a difference this year. Do you think you would have had as much of a positive spin? Listen, San Francisco had no hope, and it showed in their population of their, the, the stands. There was nothing but red seats out there, let me tell you right now. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for labor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, won't you be my neighbor? Hi, television neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. And that's not the Raider Nation. It wasn't that way in the Coliseum. 
And it's not going to be that way ever in the Coliseum because it's just not the way we roll. So as far as the 05 season goes, uh, the coach was uh, not the answer. Uh, you know, it's funny that the end at the end of the season we got all kinds of, of little tidbits of information about what happened in the locker room. Late, A lot of people late to meetings, no discipline, people weren't held accountable. Well, no doubt. You know, Turner, I, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers, yes, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers was definitely in his form, especially towards the end of the season. And the last game I was waiting, and I was waiting for his press conference, and he never got to give it, but I was try I was going to try to get a, a copy of it um, so that I could keep it in perpetuity. We're going to capitalize on the things we did well and work on the things we didn't do so well. That would be the crowning thing that the Turner, the last comment of Turner in 05. So with that, and uh, I didn't see Kerry Collins leaving, but I'm looking forward to his leaving. And that's going to be the the one-two punch I'm hoping that will take us right to the next level. Okay, here we go. What else can I say? Could Al, or let me just put it this way, oh no, I hope Al Davis is not falling for Kerry Collins. Now there's been speculation in the media about Al Davis uh, throwing Kerry Collins a lifeline, saying that he's, he was a good quarterback, he did that, a good job, or whatever they wanted to paint it as. But I'll tell you this. Stats mean nothing. W's and L's mean everything. And as far as I'm concerned, Kerry Collins is an L. He's an L in many, many ways. He's an L because he's a, not a leader. He's the loser. Does anybody remember Dan Pastorini? How about Jeff George? Jay Schrader, which was actually the best of all three. Were these Raider quarterbacks, what do they have in common? What they have in common was Al Davis liked them. Al Davis fell in love with them and gave them exceeding seasons to their, or, or let me put it this way, gave them more seasons with the Raiders than they deserved, hoping that they would make a change or a turnaround, which never occurred, not for any of them, and will not occur for Kerry Collins. Now, as far as I'm concerned, we have in Collins what Collins had in New York. Inconsistency, like I've said before, and I, I, I just don't think, I just think, let me just put it this way. Do you think that Kerry Collins would take us to the promised land? Hell no, he can't. Okay, why is our, our, why is our team, or why is the media so obsessed with this, you know, high percentage, low victory quarterback? Okay, that's the success is 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 measured in victories, not in yardage. You can have all the yards you want and a bunch of L's, and it really doesn't matter. Will they remember you in five years? I doubt it. The stats might still be in the books, but you're gonna have to dig deep to find them. Collins is not the answers. Okay, let's take a look at Collins' stats right now. 3,759 yards this season with 20 TDs without pass protection. Now that's garbage because he did have pass protection for at least a quarter, if not half the season before we started getting injuries. And no running game, which is garbage too because we did have a decent running game when he could pass the ball. I say the only count, the stat that counts is our wins and losses. 
Because if you're not winning, you're losing. Okay. Stats are for our statistical base for a runner's-up prize. And that's all it is for you. It's a runner's-up prize. It's not a victory. It's a runner's-up to each game. Coulda, shoulda, woulda won. I have the stats, but we lost. Here's an example. 1997, Jeff George had 3,917 yards with poor pass protection. He definitely had poor pass protection. But he had a better running game because he had Kaufman and Williams, and they were doing the jobs. George had better numbers than Collins, but the Raiders went 4-12 and that season. The next season, they fired Joel Bugle, thank goodness, because we couldn't stand that year at all. They got Gruden. Gruden brought in Gannon, and for three straight seasons, we won the AFC Championship. Can you imagine Jeff George doing that? I can't just like I can't imagine Collins doing it. So I hope Al Davis does not fall in love with Collins because Collins should be out, his, out the door along with his $12.9 million bonus. Unless we're, getting jar, unless we're getting Collins for dirt cheap, and I mean dirt cheap, and I mean dirt cheap enough to make him third-string quarterback, then I think he should be out the door. And nice talking to you. Good try. Goodbye. Okay, it was so lovely to see the Patriots lose. I have to tell you that, Raider Nation. It was really lovely to see that. Now, I had to say that because it just it just came out. I just came out. I was just thinking about it, and I had to let it on out there. Okay, now, there's a bunch of speculation out there, Raider Nation, don't you think? How many people are picking the Raiders' next coach? It seems to be a, quite a quandary here. Al's doing a great job. You know, Al loves to breed these media storms of of controversy and what if and when. You know, it, it seems funny. In every NFL program I'm looking at towards the latter part of this year, I'm seeing, what about the Raiders? What about the Raiders? Seems to be quite a question in the NFL. Well, I have to give my Dumbass of the, year, of the Week award to a Robert Rubino of the Press Democrat. For an article that he had put in the Press Democrat, and the title of the article is, A Bold Statement Needs to Be Made. What I find funny in this article is that his first paragraph seems to be a pretty good assumption, or a pretty good, he has a pretty good handle on the way Al Davis picks quarterbacks. However, his article slowly deteriorates into some kind of comical release of some type uh, this is another frustrated writer who couldn't find his way into Hollywood so he found his way into backwood Sonoma County and started writing a sports article which of course buffed the Raiders and Al Davis he starts to describe who Al Davis should get as a coach he goes on to say Rich Gannon for sure because of course he was a, a champion and well he goes on and starts to make it into a funny thing. And then he goes on to say, Scooter Libby should be the coach and says why. John Madden, John Voigt, Terrell Owens, Al Pacino, Ken Stavler, bring him back, Gene Hackman, Bill O'Reilly, Billy Bob Thornton, and need I say more. He goes on to all these famous people and describes why Al Davis would have them 
and why they would make a great coach for the Oakland Raiders. If it wasn't so pathetic, it might even be funny, but the article has no humor to it. It's actually very dry and very hard to read. So, anyways, I don't like it. It's another bash on the Raider Nation. Robert, take a hike. You are the asshole of the week, and that's about all I have to say about you. Thank you very much, Robert. Okay. <clears throat> now, all the speculation. Let's go back to speculation again about who's going to be the doggone coach of the Oakland Raiders. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. Okay. Now, I will have to tell you that we have had some interviews already, and I'm kind of interested. I'm not interested, but I'm I'm kind of amazed at what we've had of accomplished or haven't accomplished so far in our interview process, being as though this is getting on to where we should have a coach in the office by now. Now, Al Davis has interviewed Al Saunders, which is, of course, the offensive coordinator for our Kansas City Chiefs. Well, you know, he seems to be a real nice guy, and that scares me the most of everything. Seems to me that he's a very soft-spoken individual, which really concerns me a lot, i.e. Joe Bugle, i.e. Norv Turner. We need a coach with some guts. Okay, then enters James Lofton. Yes, he played for the Raiders and do a, did a fine job as a receiver. Great job, actually. And James Lofton broke a lot of records when he went on to play with the Bills. Two Super Bowls with them. However, we got rid of him early. I don't know if there was some kind of problem. And there's a lot of, I guess not a lot, but there's some bad blood between James Lofton and Al Davis. And, of course, they're all saying that this is the only reason they, that they interviewed him was because he was a California guy and he had some experience with Al Davis. But he's also on the offense, awesome offensive coach. Rod Marianelli, I hope I'm saying that right, is the only defensive coach Al so far has interviewed. Now, he is from the Bucks, the Bucks defensive line coach. That's kind of far down the road, I think, when you're looking at a head coach. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about James Lofton's attitude. I don't know anything about Rod's either, Rod Mar Marianelli's attitude. But I do know this. I do know that Mike Martz, Mike Martz has not been interviewed yet. I do also know that, thank God, Fossil has not been interviewed yet because I would not like to see him anywhere near Oakland. And my choice, Herm Edwards, is already picked up by Kansas City. That was way long. You guys heard my Herm Edwards appeal uh, earlier in the season. Well, perhaps Al Davis is waiting for one of the coaches that's on one of the playoff teams to come free at the end of the season. I really don't know what Al's plan is, and neither does anyone else. And as many people like to try and second-guess Al, Al Davis, I can tell you that right now I don't believe we've found our coach yet. And I believe it's going to be the next couple of people that are interviewed before we get some kind of idea where he's going to come from. I will tell you this. 
Al is doing his job. Al is doing his thing. Al is looking at everything he can because he's looking at defensive coaches. He's looking at everybody. He does not want to make a mistake on this next coach because Al Davis is going to put the money down to take us to the promised land, Raider Nation. That is a fact. You can take that right from the Raider Nation podcast. He has taken us to the show, and he's going to do it in the next two years. I will tell you that because we have a core team that is awesome and needs a couple of pieces. Needs some linebackers, needs some offensive linemen, need a little bit of help up front on the defense, and I think we can go to the show. We've got the team, we've got the people, and with a couple of moves, and Al will not spare an expense, believe you me. He will spend the money, and if they sue him, the other people in the partnership, what has he got to lose? He'll keep him in court, and he'll be six feet under by the time it gets to the courtroom. Let me tell you, Raider fans, have faith in Al Davis, because he's going to kick down the money, no matter what it takes to bring championships back to Oakland. He's not screwing around now, and you can tell. And nobody, and I mean nobody in media, has any clue as where Al Davis will go. But I will tell you this, we all have to hold on to the ship, Pirates. We have to hold on and let the captain do his thing and guide us to the next championship. He's done it before, and Mr. Davis will do it again. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Raider Nation Podcast. Once again, my apologies for taking so long to make a podcast. It won't happen again. I'm hoping it won't happen again because if it does, there's something big time going on in my life. And I don't need that. Looks like I'm going to be going back to work here in the next couple of weeks. Amen. Praise God. And I mean that seriously, folks. I'm healed up and I'm ready to go. And I can't wait to get back to the firehouse, back to the living comedy that is the Berkeley Fire Department. So, anyways, thank you for tuning in to the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you for frappering. And thank you for keep sending your comments because we got things coming. There ain't nothing but action coming on in the next three months. We got the draft, we got free agency, we got a coach, we got things happening here in Raider Nation, and you need to get your Raider Nation fix right here at the Raider Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Raider Greg, and I am out.